Hey everybody, we welcome you back once again to the Jacob Media Sports Network. This is Draft Takes. I'm Derek Gunn. It is presented by IBEW Local 98. For all of you out there listening and watching, once again, I want you to know that uh, we have something for you out there. Uh, if you want a chance to win one of 10 Devontae Smith game jerseys, a uh, correction, jerseys, in honor of him being selected 10th overall in the 2021 uh, NFL Draft, all you have to do is subscribe to the Jacob Media channel. Now, the winners will be announced on May 12th, of course, which is the official date that the 2021 NFL schedule will be released. All right, let's get you updated to what the Eagles have done. They went into the sixth round of this draft with four draft picks, but Howie Roseman being Howie Roseman, he made a trade. He traded picks number 225 in the sixth round and pick number 240 in the seventh round to the Washington football team for a future draft pick. So they have three picks in the sixth round instead of uh, four. And with the first pick of the sixth round, they picked up a defensive tackle, Marlon Tuipolotu, a defensive tackle from USC. And they followed that up with a defensive end, Teron Jackson from Coastal Carolina. At this time, I'd like to bring in somebody who will have a lot of respect for, a guy I've known ever since I've gotten to Philadelphia. He is a writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer, covers the Philadelphia Eagles as well as anybody in this market. He is Paul Domowitz. Paul, how you been, man? Good, Gunner. How about you? All right. Um, let's start with uh, round number six, what they did with the first two picks. They decided to go back into trenches, which is what this organization likes to do, trying to build uh, from the trenches out. How much do you know about these two guys they just picked up in the sixth round? Yeah, I mean, not a whole lot. Uh, the kid from USC, you know, he was a th good player, three-year starter, uh, pretty much kind of a nose tackle type, undersized nose tackle. Uh, the other guy is more of a versatile guy. They can move inside or outside. You know, it's like you said, it's pretty clear. I mean, this team has always uh, believed that you build through the lines. Uh, they're getting old on both of the lines. Uh, you know, I don't know how much longer Fletcher Cox is going to be here. I yeah. uh, wouldn't be surprised if this is his last year, if not next year. So, I mean, they have to, you know, they're, they're starting to think about that because this is a kind of a two-year rebuilding plan with all the draft picks they have. So, you know, these two guys probably won't play a lot early on, but uh, um, they got a shot at being a part of the future. We, we knew going into this draft that this team was in dire straits when it comes to uh, help on the defensive side of the football, especially depth and versatility. Um, they've used their draft picks up to this point to acquire three defensive linemen, a defensive end and two defensive tackles, but only one cornerback. And when you look at that cornerback situation, are you surprised the route they have taken up to this point? Yeah. You know, my biggest problem with their draft so far, Derek is, was the second and third rounds. Cause that's where I thought they could have gotten themselves a good cornerback. There were a lot available, including Asante Samuels' son. Uh, and they – I don't want to say they mishandled it. They had their own ideas. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, they, they, they picked a, a guy in the, in, in the second round, Landon Dickerson, who could, may be, very well be uh, Jason Kelsey's eventual replacement or Brandon Brooks's. The kid's a, a beast. And, a, and, and if he can stay healthy, he's going to be a Pro Bowl caliber player. But – if he can stay healthy is a big if, because when you look at his injury history, you know, four major injuries over the last five years. So, you know, yeah. given their, their history there, Gunner, and, and what they've said about not 
being willing to take chances on guys with this kind of injury history. That one kind of surprised me. Um, you know, and then in the third round, they kind of got – they traded back, and it cost them a, uh, a cornerback that they could have gotten. So, uh, you know, that's where I thought they've mishandled this draft so far. But they've had some good picks. Correct me if I'm wrong, but – and I've said, th- uh, said this throughout the draft coverage we've had. Um, Andy Weidel told us recently – that they were going to take best players available to, to get better as a football team. All right, so we, we applauded them with their first-round pick, taking Devonta Smith. They needed somebody who could help stretch the field and to make that offense a little bit more unpredictable, especially when you don't know what exactly you have at the quarterback position and who's going to really step up at the wide receiver position. So we're thinking, okay, new coach, new direction, new mindset, new philosophy, and then all of a sudden they revert back to the draft picks of old. So I don't know exactly what it is or what what it isn't they're trying to do because as you talked about, they, they take an offensive lineman. Anytime you have two of the first 37 picks in a draft, you should be able to get two potential starters out of that. And the second guy you take, is a guy you might have been able to get in a later round or you could have drafted another center and possibly gotten, even with, with that third-round pick, three possible starters for this team. Right. So I'm, not, I'm confused by what the message is they're trying to send out here. I think, you know, I mean, it, when you look, Devonta Smith is probably the only one of those first three players that's going to start this year or, or even play a lot. It tells me that, that they're not putting a lot of whole lot of effort into making a serious run for anything in 2021. Uh, ironically, with the addition of Smith, they they could have a very good offense still because their their offensive line's coming back healthy. Yeah. Uh, so maybe they think you know. Right, but I mean, the rest of the pieces they've uh, gone for, even including Milton Williams, the guy they took in the third round. A lot of developmental players that that could end up being good players. They're versatile, they're athletic, uh, but they're not ready to play. Uh, yeah. So, you know, they're, they're clearly gearing for 2022 here. And 2021 is kind of going to be, you know, if we can outscore some people and win some games, great. If not, you know, 2022, this is going to be a, a playoff contender again. Some some of the people making comments in the chat area here is stating, why haven't they addressed the linebacking situation? And that has baffled me as well. Uh, I would thought I would have thought at least in the middle rounds they would have tried to pick up some linebacking help as well. When you look at the state of the linebackers, they picked up one in free agency and Eric Wilson, but beyond that, I think on either side of him, depending on where they play him, it's, yeah. it's a huge question mark right now. Well, you got to remember how he drafted two linebackers last year. Yeah. Didn't play very much last year, uh, but he hasn't given up on them. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, Sean Bradley from Temple, I think, could be a decent player. I don't know about Davion Taylor. I mean, he's the he's the wild card, inexperienced kid, very raw that they picked basically because he could run fast. Uh, if he turn, you know, he's a third and he was a third round pick. If he ends up being a bust. That's a that's a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. But we'll find out this year because you know you got to be playing in your second year on a, on a retooling team if you're a, worth anything. What do you hope to see? Maybe not in the immediate future, but down the road. What do you want to? What do you really want to see and, and hone in on in terms of the direction this team is going? This year, Gunner is all about Jalen Hurts. Uh, they've got to find out. 
You know, they're, they're giving him 2021 the entire season to, to prove to them he either can be the franchise quarterback or not. Uh, you know, they, they chose not to go after any of the quarterbacks in this draft, uh, which I think was a smart move because, yep. I mean, the, you know, five guys went in the first, what, seven or eight? Or yep. no, uh, first 12, I guess, after. But, I mean, at most 50% of those guys are going to be worth a damn. So mm-hmm. you're, it's a gamble. Uh, I think that the way they're looking at it is let's see, we, 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 we surround Jalen with these weapons. You know, we've got him Devonta uh, Smith, who's, who played with him, who can catch anything, get, should make Rager be- better on the other side, Goddard inside between the numbers, and a good offensive line in front of him. Let's see what he does. And if, he, if it turns out he's not very good, which I don't think is going to be the case. Yeah. Then they've they got they've got next year. They've got three number one picks they can use to maneuver for a for a pick in the, for a quarterback in the draft or trade for one or sign one in free agency. A lot of options next year. Tell me if you agree or th- disagree with this, because I think across the region, anybody who follows the Eagles, we all anticipate them having a losing season season in two thousand twenty one. But if the fan base can see that whatever young influx of talent they're bringing in is growing, progressing weekly in the right direction, I think this fan base will have more patience with this team in 2021, knowing that it could be a lot brighter for them in 2022. Yeah, I agree. And I think also they're not going to be as bad as people anticipate. This isn't going to be a four-win team this year. Like I said, if that offensive line is healthy, uh, there's no reason they can't win six, seven games at least uh, because they're going to have a pretty potent offense. And I think Sirianni is going to know how to uh, maximize the talent on that offense. What the defense is going to do, who knows? Because right now I don't know who's going to be the other corner on the other side from Darius Slay, who didn't have a particularly good year himself. So, uh, But they will score some points, I think. Did you see the footage? They've been blowing up all over Twitter. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Um, the interaction between Howie Roseman and Donahoe. Now, I've known Tom Donahoe a long time, ever since he was with the Steelers and I was working for NBC in Philadelphia. I know what kind of personality he has. I know how he likes to build a team. How did you read into what you saw? Well, I think I think my understanding is both Tom and some other people in the room really liked Aaron Robinson cornerback from uh, Central Florida. Uh, the Eagles initially had the 70th pick. They chose to trade down three picks to get an extra to get an extra sixth, which I was like baffled me because the sixth and seventh rounders this year are worthless. Yeah. Um, so they trade down, and the Giants end up stealing Aaron Robinson from them, and they get they they take Milton Williams. So you know that that Tom Donahoe was like befuddled by that. Um, you know. As I wrote in my story, mm-hmm. you know, there are draft room differences every year, every place. I mean, I, I, one of the classics was back with the Giants. George Young and Bill Parcells used to practically wrestle on the floor because they, they differed over over guys. I mean, it was just that – it was that bad. I mean, Bill Parcells was one of these coaches that felt, you know, I'm, I'm – you know, if I'm cooking the meal, I got to be able to buy the groceries. And, and George Young, who's in the Hall of Fame, uh, disagreed with that. So these things happen. Uh, you know, typically they're not, they're, they don't get caught on camera. Um, so I, I, I don't put as much uh, emphasis on it as, as probably a lot of people who saw it when it went viral did. 
but the, the problem here is that there's a perception, yeah. and it's more than a perception, that, that Howie Roseman does not listen to his personnel, to his scouts. Uh, and, and, and Tom Donahoe has been, you know, is one of the most respected people in this league yep. uh, on the personnel side. So, you know, when, when you're caught on camera uh, and this guy's miffed at you for not listening to him, you know, it, it's a bad look. And that's, you know, so I, I think it, it looks worse than it is, but it's hard to, to convince people, uh, you know, when you're trying to convince people that you listen to your scouts and then they see this on the second day of the draft, you know, it's not good. Just about everybody on the field that was associated with that 2017 run that led to the team's first Super Bowl is now gone. And, you know, uh, after an abysmal season in 2020, shockingly enough, the head coach is now gone. Franchise quarterback is now gone as well. Do you think Howie is on the hot seat more so than ever before to make a quick turnaround? I mean, obviously he was handcuffed because of the cap restraints this offseason, but you have a full arsenal next year. You can enough damage this year uh, to make yourself look good. Do you think he's on a hot seat more than he's ever been before? I think so, but I think he's got two years uh, okay. because because they're not expected to uh, uh, do much this year. I think Jeffrey Lurie can – I mean, you can spin anything. A guy, if they don't get a lot of these guys playing this year, how he can, can convince Jeffrey that a lot of them are in development – uh, but 2022, there's, I mean, that with everything they've got, with every, you know, with these guys, with this class having had a year to develop, uh, with with all the picks they have next year, there's going to be no excuses. They have to be a, a, a serious play, playoff contender in 2022. And I think that's when his job could be on the line. All right. We in the media, we had to do it last year when this, when this, this word COVID surfaced, covering a draft from the luxuries of our own living rooms. Are you starting to like it more? Do you like it less? I mean, because you and I spent years at a Novacare complex until six, seven, eight o'clock in the evenings. Gunner, this has extended my career ten years. <laughs> this is like the designated hitter of journalism. <laughs> so, so you get a thumbs. You give the you give a thumbs up for this. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot of downside to it. I I yeah. hate you know, and, and mostly it's the interviews uh, with. Yeah. With, with, with players because, you know, I mean, we go from, you know, in the locker room spending as much time as we want with them, uh, often one-on-ones to yeah. getting one question in a Zoom call. Uh, it's convenient, but it's not very good as far as getting a lot out of these guys. You think we'll get back to being on the field for practices and in the locker room uh, this year? I'm told that, uh, I mean, teams had the had the – I'm told that the teams had the freedom for this draft to do in-person uh, deals with the coaches and the personnel people. Uh, it's it's the, the Eagles are in a situation where even their business department, I don't think it's back in the building yet. Right. So they're still on, on old protocols. I think at some point here, by the start of the season, they'll be back to where we'll be over there. We'll be allowed in the building, assuming, you know, assuming we've reached something close to herd immunity or at least where you'll need the you know proof of vaccination to get in, uh, but I, I think that's going to happen. And I just lost my light. Uh oh. Well, for, the, for those of us uh, who are uh, for those uh, you out there just joining us, um, this is the Jacob Media Sports Network. I'm Derek Gunn along with Paul Domowicz, who covers the Eagles for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Of course, we have covered what has happened for the birds to round six, and of course, what they've done up to this point overall. Just wanted to remind people watching and listening again that. 
Uh, if you want a chance to win one of 10 jerseys, Devonta Smith jerseys, all you have to do is subscribe to the Jacob Media channel. And those of you who win, you will have your name announced on May 12th, which is the official day that the NFL will release the 2021 schedule. So sign up to the channel and get a chance to win a Devontae Smith jersey. All right, Paul, uh, Eagles have one more pick coming up in this round. Pick number 224, of course, as I said off the top of the session, they've traded pick number 225 and pick 240 to the Washington football team for a future pick in 2022. So uh, stand by, my friend. I'm going to have you back on for just a few moments after pick number 224. And I can't thank you enough for coming on. My pleasure, Derek. All right. So uh, that's going to do it for now. We also want to remind you that uh, uh, coming up later today on this very network, uh, more live reactions from John McMullen of Burst 365. Also, later tonight, Krause will be back. He will be fielding, fielding comments from you, the fans, getting your feelings and perspectives on what the Eagles did in the 2021 NFL draft. So, once again, Paul Domowicz and I will be back after the Eagles pick at number 224. Until then, this has been Draft Takes presented by IBEW Local 98. I'm Derek Gunn. Stand by. We're coming back with more.